Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Hello, my beautiful book nerds. We are in our second month of book club, and the response so far has been awesome. The feature book we picked for July is When Stars Are Scattered, an exceptional middle-grade novel from Newbery Honor-winning Victoria Jameson and Omar Muhammad. It tells Omar's true story of growing up in a refugee camp in Kenya. It's moving, truthful, and a powerful testimony of what it means to be family. And if you haven't picked it up yet, this is the perfect chance. By joining up on Patreon for just $25, you receive one book per month from a title featured on the podcast. Books are hand-selected in partnership with BrainLayer Bookstore, they ship anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, shipping is included, and they're also accompanied by a special book club mini-podcast episode available to all patrons at this tier, breaking down just what makes this book so special and set apart. You love children's books, you love independent bookstores, you love this podcast. Let's combine that all into one awesome piece of mail each month that can be enjoyed over and over for many months to come. Visit MatthewCWinner.com and click on Patreon at the top of the page, or use the link in the show notes to access Patreon if you feel like it's a good fit for you and where you're at right now. And if it's not, sharing the podcast with friends over social media, word of mouth, or any other means still goes a long way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for bringing me and these conversations into your ears and into your day. I love every minute of it. Yeah, you know, just we're following the rules and um, trying to stay positive and um, creative and productive and trying to stay to a schedule. As close as possible. There is injustice and hate and challenge and discomfort. And there is also in you a strength to push through. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 604. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today I'm joined by Danielle Dufayet. I first connected with You Are Your Strong, Danielle's debut picture book, when I was moved by the way her text gave space for readers to acknowledge their feelings. Using language that affirms difficult or confusing feelings and exploring where we find our strength or what pulls strength out of us was, to be frank, an approach I found quite disarming as I read. It was as if I hadn't realized what feelings I was holding on to, and encountering You Are Your Strong held up a mirror 
to what emotions I was afraid to face. Her next book, Fantastic You, similarly spoke the words I knew I needed to hear as a child, and I needed to hear even now as an educator and a parent and a person walking in the world. Naturally, Danielle and I spend time in this conversation exploring that very idea of self-acknowledging hurt or pain or sadness and self-regulating in order to love and care for yourself and others. I hope you, too, find strength in these words and in this conversation. Please welcome my guest, Danielle Dufayet, author of You Are Your Strong and Fantastic You. So my name is Danielle Dufayet, very French. I'm a first, first-generation American. My parents are from France, Paris, France. Uh, let's see, uh, my background, I've got my bachelor's in English, and then I went on to get my master's in psychology because I'm so interested in how the mind works and why people are the way they are and why they do things the way they do. Um, and I'm also currently a teacher, so I teach English K-12, through and then I have also um, developed a curriculum for public speaking self-empowerment classes for middle graders. So that's primarily what I do. I also do some art, but um, no illustration yet for my books. Just and, fine art. Yeah, I was saying, and you're a picture book author. Yes. <laughs> I love your picture books. You're quite a picture Thank book author. Yay. Yeah, it's kind of funny how I forgot to mention that. Yes, I am a picture book author. Um, my first two books came out in 2019. Oh, they were the same year. Okay. Yeah, and then I have, yeah, You Are Strong and Fantastic You. They came out pretty recently. And um, I think this is a good time now, you know, to talk about these these issues that I wrote in the book because, um, you know, I'm very passionate about wanting people to feel self-empowered and especially children. So that's what these books are about. I find it to be not only I, I, I thought your books were outstanding when I first read them. I thought that they shared qualities to a number of other authors that I really treasure who whose work centers children and centers their strength um, mm -hmm. over and over Um but also to be reading them now during quarantine, I feel like mm -hmm. this is such a powerful time to be able to tell people that that you can turn your scared and your confusion and your not knowing into your strong. Mm -hmm. And it's just a it's, mm -hmm. a it's a powerful phrase to give folks. So I'm I'm glad that mm -hmm. that all of this journey of life that you've walked so far that one leg of it has been to communicate these ideas through picture books to children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it really came out of the blue. I mean, I was never planning on writing books like this necessarily, although I did get my um, master's in psychology kind of intuitively knowing that it might come in handy um, as a credential to write these books. But, you know, I never really planned on, on these kind of, on these books. They just sort of naturally came out of, of a personal experience that I was going through. So wait, you, this is all people come into picture books or writing in general in so many different ways, mm -hmm. but this experience that you went through and you're welcome to share or keep private. I'm certainly not trying mm -hmm. to pry, but mm -hmm. to have to go through an experience and to feel like 
for me to intuit, not only do you want to share this story, but that the, the, the best mode of doing that or a um, effective mode of doing that might be um, to give children words, to mm-hmm. allow someone reading a book to a class of children or the child reading it themselves to to have these words to be uh, a strength and a reminder. And uh, that that's just a really interesting path to me. Can you speak more about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I should probably backtrack and say that, you know, I've been trying to break into the uh, p- picture book uh, industry for years and years and years. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is, like, I never planned on writing such personal books that just mm. sort of came out of my own experience at the time. So that was kind of a nice surprise. And um, these two books probably were the, the quickest um you know, they they I, they wrote themselves basically because I was so passionate and I was just so in the midst of what was going on. And basically, I mean, I don't mind sharing. I was I was leaving a very unhealthy marriage, and um, so I had to really find some inner strength to kind of push through and not like fall apart. And um, at the same time, I saw the movie Room. Do you know the movie? I do know that. The- yeah, the book yeah. and the movie. Sure. Right. Oh, my gosh. And so five year old Jack in the movie, he's got long hair and his mom goes to try to cut it one day and he says, no, it's my strong. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how interesting. Like his hair gave him the inner strength, you know, confidence. And of course, if you're familiar with the story, he was going through a very challenging situation himself. And um, and so I just it sort of clicked with me and it made me think. And then what really solidified it was a friend of mine, you know, that knew what I was going through and whatnot. She was like, how do you stay so strong? And I was like, well, first of all, I don't really didn't think I had a choice, <laughs> but it did get me to think, well, what does keep me strong? What what um, you know, what does bring out my inner strength? So I looked at it as everyone's got inner strength. So what brings it out? And so that's the whole message of this book and the title. You are your strong, like no matter what gives you strength it could be for a lot of people different things right for jack it was his hair it could be religion it could be your pet it could be your children it could be a rosary i mean but no matter what it is externally it's it's always bringing out what's already inside of you and so that's what i really wanted to convey to children and um and that's kind of what i realized in my own journey like no matter what i was doing to try to stay focused and strong i figured well it's just bringing out the strength that maybe I didn't know I already had, you know, because a lot of times we don't know how strong we are until we're, we're put to the test. No, I, I, I hear that. That resonates with me quite a bit. And I, <laughs> I wonder if, if your upbringing, if your parents, if other adults or friends in your life helped you to see and know that where did that seed come from or did it come from being put into a situation where you you had to find your strength well no I think it really goes back I have to give my mom a lot of credit she was Mm. extremely strong woman you know she just very stable emotionally just never rarely rarely ever lost her temper very patient um she was just a great role model for me I think I really just was really fortunate in that, you know, I was raised by her without a father. And so um, my brother and I, and I really, I think I learned sort of, you know, she's a very self-disciplined woman. She was an artist. And um, I think I just sort of naturally just sort of, you know, observed her and, and 
kind of um, adopted her her a lot of her strength and her attitude. Well, all of that sort of emotional investment in you in that way to hear how it it the book reads you are your strong reads as if someone has gone through any sort of trauma and mm-hmm. this caring voice is just here with the words you need it feels effortless and comforting and 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 powerful quite frankly uh, and I'd love to read some aloud if that's okay with you. Sure, yes. I, I think I'll probably just start from the beginning, but then I want to talk about a shift the language does, which I really found moving. Uh, so the story begins, when puppies' woofs turn into whimpers, worry whispers into my ears. Mama puts her arms around me and tells me everything will be okay. Her calm becomes my inner strength, my strong, and worry washes away. When waves curl and crash and scared creeps in, Papa puts me on his shoulders and shows me brave. His brave becomes my strong and scared slips away. If I can't find my stuffed lovey, sad sprinkles my heart. Grandma rubs my back and listens until the sun shines again. Her love becomes my strong and sad fades away. When someone knocks my blocks and mad stomps in, I want to scream and hit. Grandpa helps me find words instead of shouts. His gentle becomes my strong and mad melts away. And I'll end on this spread. You are Mm -hmm. more than just your feelings. Inside you, your strong is a light that shines like the sun. But sometimes you have to find your strong all by yourself. (laughs) And Danielle, speaking structurally about just the beats of this book as a as a as a performance as an entity as a whole book i um <laughs> love that you go from much like you're sharing about your mom we go mm, from yeah it is it is modeled to us strength and where mm-hmm. to turn our emotions into ways to comfort ourselves and move forward and then the book turns to here is how you can do this in yourself too but never ever do you say well now you're a big kid so now you have to do it all by yourself (laughs) of course not but but the fact that the book sort of takes you by the hand to say that like it's okay it's okay that you learned this just felt genuine and comforting and so I I wanted in my own words to tell you thank you for that because that's not a voice or a, a, a set of words or comfort that I've read in a book before and it really moved me thank you so much Matthew that means a lot to me yeah I mean like I said it just came from such a deep part of my heart and I just knew that I wanted to share it um with kids especially and you know of course adults we all need reminding (laughs) yeah right I mean it's an ongoing process learning how to you know self-regulate and 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 uh you know deal with difficult emotions it's just a lifelong process I think I think that reminder though is really important that self-regulating it takes it takes your whole life. You're not going to just like mm-hmm. master it and be done. Right. We No, unfortunately. No. <laughs> I mean, we're um 
this has been, I, I am sure, being topical and being that, you know, you and I had started to plan an interview while I've, I'm at a new school this year. I've, I've, this is my uh, a new a new school setting for me. And Ooh. we were preparing you and I to set an interview. And then we went on quarantine and mm-hmm. suddenly I, everything was up in the air. Yeah. Um, and then I, I am now from home reading your books and was preparing for our interview and thinking like this time of quarantine has been incredibly difficult for my, my mm-hmm. mental and emotional well-being. stuff that mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that I've worked on before that self regulating emotions has become harder mm-hmm. because I think much like every person in the world experiences, mm-hmm. There are feelings where I'm like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way and I don't want to be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And the practice of trying to introduce as many different stimuli as you can, read a book, go for a walk, play with your kids, make dinner, watch a show, play video games, just to try to find today that one thing that's going to help me step out of this struggle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is such a thing that is really present in my life right now. And mm-hmm. I can see it in my students, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I can see that we're all just trying to find our way. And yeah. to, to be reminded that you have the strength in you, but also you're not any, how am I going to word this? You're not any less strong just because you can't find the strength right now. Exactly. Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 125,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro FM, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, but you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of the Children's Book Podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter WINNER. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. Yeah, I mean, we're all human, and it's not easy being a human being. (laughs) No. And I think, I think just taking it day by day is the best we can do sometimes, you know? Yeah. To love but yourself. It's hard. It's really difficult. And, and I think also, and I think I mentioned it in You Are Your Strong and also in Fantastic You is the self-talk. Yeah. We have to talk about the self-talk because if you look at what you're saying yourself all day long, that's going to determine your mood. That is going to determine your outlook, you know, a lot of times. So we have to be very vigilant on what we're telling ourselves because no one's talking to us more than ourselves in our heads. Yeah. (laughs) And I think staying strong, you know, and tapping into your strength has so much to do with what you're telling yourself. Sure. You know, and even how you, you know, how you love yourself too. Like how can you love yourself if you're like putting yourself down all the time and stuff like that. So 
that's another huge area that we really need to um, teach our kids about what what are they talking to themselves about in their heads? You know, what what kind of messages are they telling themselves? Or or even just, you know, if you're worried about something, you know, that they have the capacity to, to um, and even as adults, right, is to go do something maybe creative mm. or just go do something, you know, just, I mean, we have the power to do that. We just, I don't think we use our power enough. And so I think being quarantined, we have to kind of look at, wow, we're kind of like faced faced with ourselves. <laughs> and it's been really hard with, you know, a lot of people find it really difficult. They have to kind of sit down with themselves and kind of slow down and take a good look, you know, and sometimes that brings up feelings and stuff. I can, I can definitely hear that. And you've got these two books that really speak to each other really well fantastic you mm-hmm. i feel like for me for me personally you are your strong is is the book is the comfort to know that you you were made incredibly you have great mm-hmm. strength mm-hmm. and when we get there when we can believe that then there is the that self-talk that you got to take care of yourself. If you take mm-hmm. if you don't take care of yourself, you'll lose sight of the strength that you have. You got to take care mm-hmm. of yourself. And I got to say before we go any further, that your mm-hmm. illustrator on these books, oh. Jennifer Zevion? Oh my right? god. She, She's yeah, so great. Her art mm-hmm. is beautiful and I love that. I'm always a fan of um the way I always describe it as sort of the the camera where the camera is facing mm. in the art. Mm. She's, she does a wonderful job of showing different perspectives, different angles, but for the the sake of your content in these books, she also does a really wonderful job of focusing on faces. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're reading these books and we, we are feeling empathy when we are looking at these characters and being able to feel that mm-hmm. I know that hurt feeling that is on your face and I know that yeah. joy that comes afterward is is really sort of a, a, a play in and of itself that our 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 bodies can go through as we're reading your books. I think that's such a a, a smart thing. I love the imagination press. I assume imagination was the one that paired the two of you. Did you know Jennifer ahead oh, of time? Yeah. yeah, she she you know she was um asked to do the second book because the second book was so closely um yeah, published so closely afterwards, and I thought, oh, good! I was so thrilled. <laughs> I love her style, and you know, they just look great together. They do. They look great side by side, don't they? <laughs> mm-hmm. The the text in, um, in Fantastic You gives a lot of uh, well, it gives the it gives the language for self talk, which is. I find so ther- uh, so helpful. I was mm-hmm. going to say, as, a, as an individual who's been through a number of years of therapy, um, I've internalized some of those phrases from therapy and I've found them to be very mm-hmm. empowering. Phrases like, mm-hmm. uh, we used to end every session, Dr. Kara would ask me, um, is there anything you need, or how do you feel right now? And is there anything you need from me? Mm-hmm. Um, the other phrase she would say is, mm-hmm. uh, as I was sharing something, she would say, do you need me to listen? Or do you need me to mm-hmm. respond? Mm. And those are, those are words yeah. that are taken on, right? I'm not sure if I'm getting the words exactly the right way, but I, I've internalized the the feeling of them, the essence of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, to have you in this book similarly give that kind of 
give those kind of words i find i find to be tremendously helpful you have a uh, mm-hmm. lines like uh if i mess up i say sorry i do what i can to help make things right even if it's an accident then i remember to forgive myself instead of mm-hmm. feeling bad about what i did i remind myself everyone makes mistakes i'll do better next time mm-hmm. ah Oh my god, I find that to be so good. Like how often in my in my own brain, like we're going through therapy right now. In my own brain, Danielle, how often have I done the thing where I know we talk about in um in our schools we've done restorative justice, right? We do the work of restorative justice where we talk about how to repair harm because we want to be repairing harm with others. But to take it that next step and also remind yourself you did this harm. We are taking ownership of that, but mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. makes mistakes. I'll do better next time. It brings me back to one of my favorite quotes, which is from Dr. Maya Angelou, who says, you know, do mm-hmm. the best you can until you know better. Mm-hmm. When you know mm-hmm. better, do better. Right. That we are on a constant exactly. journey of learning, right? Ah, oh, I, I know. It. And there's such words of wisdom, you know, that we need to apply to our lives. But your words, your words, Danielle, to enter into this book and not be heavy handed and be like, grownups can help you with all of this. Grownups are really the ones you should talk to. You're going to make mistakes because you're a kid. Have I mentioned grownups yet? I mean, clearly I'm, I'm, I've, I, I've internalized some certain feelings from growing up and all of the adults in my life. But to have now in 2019, your books came out in 2020. Mm-hmm we find ourselves in these circumstances where we are perhaps more self-reflective than ever because we are more with ourselves than ever to have, to have these words be tempered (laughs) in such a way that they are life giving and strength giving and strength affirming. It's just a beautiful thing. I'm just, I can't, I can't say it enough. I mean, thank you. Are you kidding me? Thank you. That makes me so happy that, that you respond, you know, that people, when they respond that like that, I feel like my job was, like I did my job. Did you do both of these books? Did you, how, let me back up the right way to ask this. Did you sell both of these books together? Did did the ideas come into your head together? Like, what? how did no. these two books feel so much like partner text? Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, so after I figured out what makes me strong, (laughs) which is, you know, again, positive self-talk, taking care of myself, um, you know, not letting emotions like swallow me up, things like that. I, you know, I got to a point where I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to make it, you know, um, I think I got over the worst, you know, things like that. And then I was like, well, now, now what now? you know, when you get out of a long term relationship, you're just like, okay, now it's back to me. And I felt like I kind of had to reunite with myself and sort of like, befriend myself again. And like, really figure out what I wanted. And almost like I had to be my own best friend. And that came like, right after you are your strong. Um, I sold that book. And then maybe like three or four months, I got to work on on Fantastic You, it was originally called How to Be Your Own Best Friend. Hmm. And again, I was looking at what I was doing in my own life, you know, to kind of reunite with myself. And, um, you know, it was a journey of self-love, really, is what I went through. And um, so that came very, I mean, literally, I, I pre- we presented the book as How to Be Your Own Best Friend. They didn't quite like the title. 
so I did a few tweaks to it and um this is you and an agent or something when you say yeah. we? okay well and the publisher oh and the publisher Imagination okay. press yeah and um you know it only took me maybe and this is very rare but it literally took me maybe two months to just redo the whole thing and I submitted it and they loved it and there we there we had it found it, <laughs> it took we took a little bit of space a little bit of feedback but then you found it you found what Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be yeah what so imagination press i've watched for a number of years this is for those that are unfamiliar um this is a a children's book imprint of Mm -hmm. of the apa of the american psychology association um which is interesting to think that they have children's books but it makes full sense but it's just Mm -hmm. like oh cool i I know i have found a especially in recent years, they seem to really be hitting a groove with what, not only how to, how to affirm children and, and send, you know, send that message of, of affirmation and strength into the world, but also mm-hmm. how to dually make a beautiful picture book, because these are mm-hmm. not, these are, these, these don't always happen in tandem. Mm-hmm. Right. We have lots of books, I think, that we use in schools in particular that are like, well, now the school psychologist is going to visit our class and read this book to really get mm-hmm. you to understand a thing, which is mm-hmm. fine. And then we also have more of like, I don't know, books that you find at, at a bookstore that are more of like, I'm just going to enjoy this anytime. Um, and they they don't necessarily feel as maybe heavy handed. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, like clinical, maybe, maybe or clinical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where imagination is getting i feel like Mm -hmm. is is really bridging the gap and it's such a great thing to see and your books i count as two books absolutely doing that there Mm -hmm. are um a a couple of other books that i just cannot stop championing because they're just (laughs) so beautiful and i'm like yeah imagination press but were they given the nature of your books and the nature of your background was this a publishing house that you had at the front of your mind or uh is it sort of more like fate that you ended up with them how did you end up working with imagination um i think it's kind of a combination of both like i think i think it you know there was such synchronicity happening with these books i mean i think that i sort of fell upon imagination press and i thought oh these might this might be a good publisher and then i let my my agent know, which she hadn't, I don't even know why well, she must have heard of them, but I don't think she had had any contracts with them. And yeah. And then, so she approached them and then that's, so it was sort of like, I think I wrote them. Um, I, I wrote the book, you are your strong before I found the publisher. But like I said, the publisher, you know, imagination press just sort of like, I don't remember where I saw it popped up somewhere. And, I, and then I pursued it and I recommended it to uh, my agent and, yeah, it was, it was total synchronicity, I think. Because your books feel very at home there, and that's a mm-hmm. that's a neat mm-hmm. thing that, that that they do. I know. They also imagination yeah. has this um, practice of including almost like a built-in teacher guide or discussion guide, not Mm -hmm. necessarily teacher guide, but like a discussion guide, a a sort of let's unpack this topic. In your case, the same um, individual uh, Mm -hmm. wrote that that back matter, if you will, Julia Martin Birch, um, a a staff psychologist. Um, So neat that there's sort of that accompanying text to just go uh, a little 
deeper with that. Yes. Oh, yes. I think it really adds a lot to the book. Very, very important. I've had many parents say, oh, gosh, that was so helpful. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anytime, I mean, in this case, you're giving kids and parents the language. But I was going to say, anytime that we can help with just how do we put a name to this? How do we talk through this? What's Mm -hmm. going on Um, is really powerful. And then uh, I just (laughs) I just had an interview um, with Matthew Cordell, uh, who's a children's book maker, and he wrote a book about Mr. Rogers. And I'm saying that because I'm about to bring up Mr. Rogers um, (laughs) and how there are there are there are our sources. There are books, there are people, there are television mm-hmm. programs that can enter a child's life mm-hmm. that can make an imprint that can become right. their language, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so now you see how I'm drawing this connection. The fact that this book and these books have that back matter, that that door open to make that connection to be more lasting, mm-hmm. to become the vernacular in the household or in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. It's cool. Yeah. Well, it's just another tool to put in your toolbox. <laughs> another tool for the toolbox. That was the way to put it. And I, you didn't have to spend nearly as many words as I did. <laughs> well, you spoke very articulately. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I'm I'm so grateful, so blessed that your books have come into my life and my readers' lives. And uh, I'm so grateful that we had a chance to talk because you, Danielle, have an awful lot of light shining in you, too. And I'm glad that you that you chose to share that light with children. Oh gosh. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, you know, share my books with your readers and thank you for everything you do for us kidlet people. Oh, it's, it's surely a pleasure to be in partnership with everyone. Uh, I do know before we say goodbye that you have another book on the way, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk yes. about that a little bit just to give people a preview? Yeah, September 1st, my third book comes out, and it's um, called Waiting Together, which is another timely book, right? Waiting Together. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really more of a fun book. It was inspired by Deborah Underwood's fabulous book, The Quiet Book. Oh, yes. Because I thought, you know, why didn't I think of that? All the children's, <laughs> children's book writers were thinking, oh, my gosh, why didn't I think of that? And I thought, well, what's another thing that kids, you know, really, really struggle with? Well, waiting for things and, you know, having to be patient. In fact, again, adults, too, right? And so I was inspired to write this book about all the different ways we wait. And, boy, when you break it down, we're waiting a lot in our lives <laughs> for something or another, and I just thought it would be a fun book. And um, so, the, you know, the, it's not so much an empowering book, but again, the positive message is, you know, life is full of waiting. You might as well enjoy it and find the beauty and the joy even in the waiting. So that's the primary message in that book. That sounds right on brand for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Who is your illustrator and who's your publisher? The publisher is Albert uh, Whitman. Ooh, yeah, another another yeah. another um, publishing house that publishes a certain kind of books that I love. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the illustrator is um, oh, it's hard to say her name. Smromali Bassani. She's from Italy. Cool. And I love her style. Super cute. And oh, I'm so I can't wait to about see it. Book. Congratulations on more books in the Thank world. Thank you. Thank Very you cool. so much. Well, we have had a great time together, but why don't I give us 
uh, all an opportunity to turn back to those readers, those children that we have at the forefront of our mind in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So, Danielle, I'll end this way. I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes, my message is that there's a golden light inside each and every one of us. We're born with it. And that golden light is there to guide us and love us all throughout our lives. And it never leaves us. And we have to remember it's there. All we have to do is close our eyes and just just know it's there. And, and, you know, have a relationship with it. And let let it guide us. So the golden light is always there loving us. And it's always inside of us. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the free music archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and don't reflect the ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Become a patron and you can directly impact and help to sustain the podcast. Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.